Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah. After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the Messenger alayhi salatu and upon his family and his companions and upon all those who follow, upon his guidance and to the establishment of the last day. To proceed, Ikhwan, Allahumma inna na'udha bika min ilmin la yanfa' wa min qalbin la yakhsha' wa min nafsin la tashba' wa min dua'in la yusma' Verily, Allah, we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment and from a dua that goes unanswered and from a dua that goes unanswered. So proceed, Ikhwan, فَنُوَاسِلُوا مَعَكُمْ فِي هَذِهِ اللَّيْلَةِ الْمُبَارَكَةِ الْكَرِيمَةِ عَوْنًا مِنَ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ So we continue in this blessed and noble night of ours, seeking the aid and the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. مُسَفِيدِينَ مُتَعَلِّمِينَ مِنْ عِلْمِ الْحَدِيثِ Min ilmi al hadith. As we continue to learn collectively, deriving benefit from the science of al hadith, the science of al hadith. Faliyomi ekhwan kana lana al imtihan al awwal, al imtihan al awwal. So today we're scheduled to take our first test fi kitabi arba'in al nawawiyah in the book 40 hadith by Imam al Nawawi. And the 40 hadith by Imam al Nawawi. So we only arrived so far at the 8th hadith. So since we only arrived at hadith number 8, we thought it'd be more honorable to wait and take the test when we get to hadith number 10. So either we take a test. Every 10 hadith, So either we'll take four tests every 10 hadith or every 20, uh, two tests in the book or four tests if we decide to do it every 10 hadith, inshallah ta'ala. I just didn't want to do every eight that same. Kind of strange to do a test every eight hadith 
for a book that has 40 hadith. فلذلك قررنا أن نأخذ الامتحان الأول يا إخوان بعد أن نصل إلى حديث العاشر. So we decided to delay, inshallah, briefly, until we take two more ahadith. بإذن الله تعالى ثم نأخذ الامتحان الأول ثم نأخذ الامتحان الأول. And then inshallah we'll take the first test inshallah تعالى. طيب. فما هو آخر حديث حفظناه وتكلمنا عنه. Was the last hadith that we memorized. And we had the honor to discuss here, Hadith Ibn Umar. Umirutu and Nukatil Nas have been commanded to fight or to defend against Al Islam or defense of Al Islam against those who oppose it. My brother's mentioning that we're still in our commentary of Adinu Nusiha. That we didn't quite finish the whole hadith there. So we have that upon us. And as far as memorization, we arrived at Hadith Ibn Umar. Hadith Ibn Umar. Who memorized by the mercy of Allah the hadith of Abdullah Ibn Umar? ومن يريد أن يقرأ فضل عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أمرت أن أقاتل الناس حتى يشهدوا أن لا إله إلا الله ويقيم الصلاة ويؤتي الزكاة فإذا فعلوا ذلك عصموا مني دماءهم وأموالهم حتى حتى بحق الإسلام وحسابهم على الله تعالى راهو
إلا بحق الإسلام وحسابهم على الله تعالى وأبقاهم سنة. ما شاء الله جميلا أحسنت أحسنت. تفضل يا أخي. عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال: أمرت أن أقاتل الناس حتى يشهدوا أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله ويقيموا الصلاة ويؤتوا الزكاة فإذا فإذا فعلوا ذلك عصموا مني دماءهم وأموالهم إلا بحق الإسلام وحسابهم على الله تعالى رواه البخاري ومسلم. ما شاء الله أحسنت أحسنت. تفضل. عن ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال: أمرت أن أقاتل الناس حتى يشهدوا أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله ويقيموا الصلاة ويؤتوا الزكاة فإذا فعلوا ذلك عصموا مني دماءهم وأموالهم إلا بحق الإسلام. حسابهم على الله تعالى متفق عليه. أحسنت أحسنت وبارك الله فيكم. ما تفضل. رضي الله عنهما أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال: أمرت أن أقاتل الناس حتى يشهدوا أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمدا رسول الله ويقيموا الصلاة ويؤتوا الزكاة فإذا فعلوا ذلك عصموا مني دماءهم وأموالهم إلا بحق الإسلام. وحسابهم على الله تعالى رواه البخاري ومسلم. أحسنت جميلا. تفضل. رضي الله عنهما قال أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال أمرت أن أقاتل الناس حتى يشهدوا أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله يقيم الصلاة ويؤتي الزكاة فإذا فعلوا ذلك عصموا مني دماءهم وأموالهم إلا بحق الإسلام وحسابهم على الله تعالى رواه البخاري ما شاء الله ما شاء الله طيب عند نسائنا our beloved sisters our beloved daughters من تريد من كنا أن تقرأ فلتتفضل who memorized and wants to recite then let them recite Heather man, Sundus au Nuseva. That's Sundus on Nuseva. Sundus, mashallah, barakalafiki. Toy, Badaha. Thalithan, a third memorizer tonight from my beloved sisters. Fadali.
Masya Allah, Masya Allah, wa barakallahu fiqi ilman wa khuluqan wa adaban. May Allah bless you in your knowledge, your character, and your manners. Wa jami'akum and all of you, ikhwah. Wa jami'ana and all of us. Rabi'an, our fourth sister, Fadali. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, Barakallahu Fiki Kadalik. May Allah bless you also. Khamizan, Tafadali, our fifth memorizer. May Allah bless you all. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, may Allah bless you, may Allah bless you. Sandy son, we have a sixth memorizer tonight. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, Santi. Tayyip, Sabi'an, a seventh tonight. Allahu Akbar. Irifai Qalila, raise your voice slightly. MashaAllah, MashaAllah, Barakallahu Feekum. May Allah bless you all, Yekhwah. Wagayruhunna. Another besider besides those? How many is that, Yekhwah? Nine. MashaAllah. Jamilan. Ta'ib. Men katab al-hadith ashara. Who wrote down the hadith ten times? MashaAllah. Only our beloved Sheikh is catching up with the sisters. Almira added, MashaAllah. Three. Ah. Our sisters. Five, six, seven. Sundus, eight. MashaAllah, Yaqwan. And I say, I may be different than other teachers, Yaqwan. I'm more traditional, MashaAllah Ta'ala. Tests don't mean anything, Yaqwan. كم من طلاب العلم يا إخوان يراجعون شيئا فقط ليس لله تعالى الله لكن من أجل الامتحان ثم بعد أن يأخذ الامتحان يترك العلم وهذا ليس بالصحيح يا إخوان. How many of the students of knowledge of today we study and study and study not for Allah's sake no to pass the test 
There's a test tomorrow. Of course, I'm going to study for the test. But, and then after they take the test, many of us leave the knowledge of yeah. And you don't want to be that student only. So for this reason, many of the people of knowledge, they were against the modern way of learning in the universities where you receive degrees and the likes or tests and the likes. They're beneficial, but But sometimes they corrupt the intention. How many times a student starts off in the beginning? I want to learn for Allah's sake. And then after some time, his intention changed. Now I want to learn for some title, a position, a status, a job, a paper. فَكَانَ شَيْخُ شَيْخِنَا شَيْخُ مُكْبُرْ رَحِيمَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى حَصَلَ عَلَى شَهَادَتَيْنِ مِنْ جَامِعَةِ الْإِسْلَامِيَةِ فِي الْمَدِينَةِ جَامِعَةُ الْمُبَارَكَةِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ The Shaykh of our Shaykh, Abu Abdul Rahman, Muqbil ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i May Allah have mercy upon him, the great Hadith scholar of Yemen He received two degrees from the University of Medina, a blessed prestigious university طيب وَرَأَى أَنَّ كَثِيرًا مِنْ تُلَابِ الْعِلْمِ أن نياتهم بدأت أن تتغير بدأت أن تتغير ففعل شيئا عظيما So the Shaykh, he saw many of the students of today their intentions begin to change this one is seeking knowledge for some money this one for a job this one for status this one for a degree this one for this and this and this and he left it off for Allah's sake So the Shaykh, he did something strange قام أمام الناس جميعا he stood in front of the students there. And then he took both of his degrees. He received a degree in Kuliyat al-Hadith and Kuliyat al-Da'wah. In the, the faculty of Hadith and the faculty of calling the people to Islam. So he had two degrees. Uh, he had a degree, a magister's and a doctor. Uh, a bachelor's and a magister's. So he took both of these degrees in front of the people. فَفَعَلَ شَيْءٍ غَرِيبًا And he did something strange. قَصَرَتْهُمَا قَصَرَهُمَا وَرَمَاهَا عَلَى الْأَرْضِ He showed the people the degrees and he ripped them both up and threw them on the ground. ثُمَّ قَالَ كَلَامًا he said, as for myself, I received these blessed degrees from that blessed place, but up until today, I still didn't benefit from neither one of them yet. I didn't benefit from them. He was an imam in a village teaching the people in the masjid. You don't need a degree for that. He was teaching the people in the house of Allah. You don't need a degree for that. At any rate, we're not saying, don't go to jami'at. We're not saying la tadkhulu fil madaris. We're not saying go, don't go to school. One of the sisters going to go out here now. She's going to say, "Mashallah Taala." Al-an huwa yamnauna min al-adrus fil jamia. La, hada lisa Islami. Somebody's going to go out and say, "Now the brother has the nerve to say we can't go to school now. We can't go to university." We're not saying that, ya khwan. Hada ja is that's from our religion. We're saying mada. All we're saying is make your intentions sincere. Seek knowledge. Lillahi ta'ala. Fahfadu al-Qur'ana. Lillah. 
فاحفظوا أحاديث النبي لله فدرسوا العربية لله فدرسوا الفقه لله فدرسوا كل هذه الفنون لله سبحانه وتعالى سبحانه وتعالى Always send Sundus is memorize the Quran for Allah's sake memorize a hadith for Allah's sake study the Arabic language for Allah's sake study al-fiqh and all of the blessed signs of al-Islam for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala no matter what you receive don't seek knowledge for that you try to keep your intentions pure for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's allowed to go to school ya ikhwan it's allowed to go to universities Rami it's allowed I don't want no one to say now we can't I can't finish high school I can't go to college no you can do that ya ikhwan oh that's allowed who has something to mention before we begin one of our sisters two hadith of Ibn Umar one of them says anhu one says anhuma both of them say anhuma jamilan had a swell our sisters asking in the hadith of Ibn Umar, they both say anhu. They both say anhuma. Why don't they say anhu? huma. What does it mean huma? The duo. Two of them. لأنه عبد الله ابن عمر. فإذا يقال اسمه كاملا عبد الله ابن عمر. If you say his name completely, عبد الله the son of Umar. Now you mentioned two people, two companions. So if you say radiallahu anhuma, may Allah be pleased with both of them, meaning him and his father. So if they don't mention his father, you say an Abdullah, then you should say anhu. But in Ba'dil Al-Nusakh, in some of the books, it says an Abdullahi radiallahu ta'ala anhu. If one of them is mentioned, then you shouldn't say anhuma. If two of them is mentioned, Abdullah and his father, Abdullah ibn Umar. So now I said two people. So now I say, Radiallahu anhuma. May Allah be pleased with both of them. Lakin hadha laysa wajiban. That's not obligatory to say both of them. You still can say him. Lakin in awla an yaqul al-qa'il, Radiallahu ta'ala anhuma. Lianna abahu mina sahaba ayda. Radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in. It's not obligatory. That you have to use that pronoun, both of them, but it's highly, highly, highly recommended because the one intended is his father and he's also a companion of the Messenger Ali Salatu Salam. Wallahu alam and Allah Ta'ala knows best. Umar. Did you memorize the hadith? No. Ah. May Allah raise up your brother Umar and Umar always, mashallah, he's our best neighbor, may Allah bless him and his family. He always checks on me, alhamdulillah, and makes sure I'm okay. And may Allah reward our beloved brother and his family. So I may be biased to Umar and his family as they're close to me there. Perhaps the first family I met, alhamdulillah, over there, when that lady from the housing complex was trying to get on my nerves. And I think she doesn't like me here, <laughs> I try to be nice to that lady. I don't say nothing bad to her. I said, how are you doing? How are you, miss such and such? 
Uh, you look nice today. How was your day? You thirsty? You need something? And she still talks to me like that. That's from the Sunni. If somebody treats you bad, you try to treat them kindly. That's difficult, yeah. Someone is screaming on you, and you're trying your best to be kind to them. That's a sunnah of the Messenger, alayhi salatu salam. It's difficult, but it's a sunnah of our Prophet. In connection to the question of our Shaykhah here, here it says Ibn Umar. It doesn't even say Abdullah. So since it says Ibn Umar, Ibn is him, Umar is his father, it's as if you mention both of them. The son of Umar, may Allah be upon, may Allah be pleased with him. Ibn and Umar, so you still mention two. Radi Allah anhuma, may Allah be pleased with him, uh, with both of them. Anna Rasulullah alayhi salatu wasalam aqar. That the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, Umiru ta nuqatila nasa. I've been commanded to fight, or you can say defend, al Islam against the people. Hatta yashadu an la ilaha illallah, until they bear witness that none has the right. To be worshipped except Allah. وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ And that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. وَيُقِيمُ الصَّلَاةِ And until they establish the Salah. وَيُؤْتُ الزَّكَاةِ And until they give the Zakat. فَإِذَا فَعَلُوا ذَلِكَ And if they do that. What's the that, Rami? And if they do that. What's the that? And if they do that. أَنْ تَشْحَدُ اللَّهَ They bear witness. Two, testimo two, testifo two testimonies. They bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah and Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. Two actions mentioned. And they establish the Salah and give the Zakat. And if they do that, they have protected themselves from me, they met a home regarding their wealth, uh, regarding their blood, and their wealth and their property. Except with the right of Islam. And they're right, or their account lies with Allah, the Most High, collected by Bukhari, Muslim, Rahimahum Allah Ta'ala. Ta'ib, Al-Fa'idatul Ula, benefit number one. Qawluhu umirutu, wal'alana sharahna hadha qabalu, and I believe we mentioned this before. When the Messenger of Allah says, I have been commanded. Ma huwa al-marad, what's the intent here? He is commanded by Allah. إِذَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ أُمِرُتُ فَالْمُرَادُ يَأْمُرُنِي رَبِّي If the Prophet says, I have been commanded, then the intent here is my Lord commanded me. فَائِدَةُ ثَانِيَةُ Benefit number two. إِذَا قَالَ وَاحِدٌ مِنَ صَحَابَةُ أُمِرُنَا فَالْمُرَادُ إِمَّا النَّبِيُّ وَإِمَّا اللَّهُ if one of the companions type, if one of the companions say, "Umiruna fil aghlabiyya al-muradu al-nabi," وقد يفهم المراد الله والله If one of the companions say, "We were commanded," if they say, "We were commanded," usually the intent is the Prophet commanded us, but it could mean Allah commanded us in the Quran. Usually, if a companion says, "We were commanded," the intent is. يَأْمُرُنَا النَّبِيُّ The Prophet of Allah commanded us. فَائِدَتَنِي أَخْوَانِ We'll give you another benefit. كَلِمَةُ النَّحْنُ The word we. 
عندما المسلم يستخدمونها ما هو المراد؟ The word we or us is a benefit, especially even in America. If the Muslim says we or us, who should he be talking about? The Muslims. وأحيانا نقول نحن نحن ونقصد السود لأنني سود أو أسود أو أقصد البيض لأنني أبيض أو إفريقيين لأنني من إفريقيا أو باكستانيين لأنني من باكستان وهذا ليس بالصحيح يا أخوان جائز لكن ليس بالصحيح جائز لكن هو لا يكون من سنة النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام إذا المتكلم يكون مسلما والله أعلم nowadays especially in the west when we say we the black man if I'm a black man I say we I'm talking about the blacks and that's not correct. Or if I'm a white man and I say we, us, I'm a white Muslim, the intent of my speech is the white Muslim, the white man. And that's not correct. Or if I'm Pakistani and I say we, us, I'm talking about the people of my land. That's allowed to be, to have this fanaticism or this qawmiya to your land. You can have that. But it's better, it's better not to talk like that. When the Muslim says we, he's talking about the Muslim. For example, Allah Ta'ala Alam and Allah Ta'ala knows best. Qala al Amr. Next benefit. Write this word down, Yahwan. Al Amr. Al Amr. Alif Lam. Alif Mim Ra. Al Amr. Alif Lam. Alif Mim Ra. In Kinesian English, A L. A-M-R A-L-A-M-R R Al-Amr The command The command Al-Amr The meaning of a command Talabul al-fi'li It means to request doing something. Talabul fi'l. You're requesting someone to do something. So when you hear the word al-amr, the command, huwa talabu shay. Is someone is commanding someone to carry out something. قال حتى يشهد أن لا إله إلا الله until they bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. قال العثمين the great Imam العثمين he says أي حتى يشهد بألسنتهم وقلوبهم he says meaning until they testify بِأَلْسِنَتِهِمْ with their tongue وَقُلُوبِهِمْ and their hearts testifying is of two, two limbs اللسان والقلب اللسان والقلب your tongue testifies and your heart testifies your tongue and your heart حَتَّى يَشْهَدُوا بِأَلْسِنَتِهِمْ وَقُلُوبِهِمْ 
لكن من من شهد بلسان عسما دمه وماله وقلبه الى الله عز وجل he says meaning they testify with their tongues and their hearts however however if someone testifies with just their tongue you don't know what's in their heart so they say with their tongue their blood and their property is still secret it's still secret وَقَلْبُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ And their heart is with Allah. أَدَّاخِلْ دَائِمًا وَأَبَدًا لِلَّهِ What's inside of you is always, always with Allah. أَلْظَاهِرُ نَحْكُمُ بِالظَّوَاهِرُ The people, we, us, you judge by what's apparent. And the inner is always with Allah. أَنِّيَّةُ يَا إِخْوَانَ لَا تُرَى أَبَدًا Your intention, no one can see your intention ever. Only Allah can see the inner. So the actions of the heart are always with Allah. All of them. We only judge by what's apparent. You only judge by what's apparent. The brother, the man, he comes in right now. And we hope someone comes and becomes a Muslim tonight. We hope. Every night we hope that. We hope. At the head of them, my own mother. I hope my mother calls me one day and says, Hey, Ashadu an la ilaha Allah, Ashadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah. Atamanna dhalik, ya ikhwan. Arja min Allah ta'ala dhalik al-yawm. I hope Allah ta'ala allows me to reach that day, ya ikhwan. Ta'ayat. He comes in right now and says it. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. We can't come and say, he's not a true Muslim. You can't say that, ya ikhwah. And you can't say that about no one in reality. You can't say that about no one. هَذَا لِلَّهِ That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لَأَنَّ هَذَا مِنْ أَعْمَالِ الْقَلْبِ Because that's from the actions of the heart. طَيْب You guys understand that, ya ikhwah? هَذَا مُهِمْ That's important, ya ikhwah. Sometimes we judge each other. We judge ourselves and we judge everyone else. That's not correct, yeah. You can judge an action. Yes. You can judge a statement. Someone says, hey, is this word correct to say? You say, yes, that's allowed to say. You can judge that. Someone says, أنا أصلي أنظر إليه هل صلاتي توافق مع صلاة النبي يمكنك أن تحكم على ذلك هذا جائز Someone comes and says, hey, I'm about to pray Watch my salah, inshallah Look at my motions Do I pray how the Prophet prayed? You can judge that The sister says, hey I'm going to She says to her sister friend I'm going to pray Look at my back when I prostrate When I make rukur Is my back straight? That's something we should do, ya ikhwan Because straightening the back in the sujood and in the rukur is a sunnah. And if our backs are not straight, then our salah is deficient. So we should from time to time, the brothers should look at one another. Look at my back, inshallah, ya akhi, shukran. May Allah, am I straight enough? And then the sister should do the same with the sister, inshallah ta'ala. She bows. Alhamdulillah, you're straight. Check me out. Am I straight too? That's from, that's a sunnah, ya akhwa. You'll be amazed how many of us, they go too far low. How many of us are too far high? And we don't have issues with our backs or our knees, that's different. If I have a pain in my back, I only can do what I have the ability to do. 
I don't have no pain, no injury, then I should try to make my back as straight as I can. That's a sunnah. Many of us, we're too far low. Many of us are too high. Like when we raise our hands in the salah, some of the brothers, you don't know where they're raising them hands to. <laughs> One time the brother, he raised his hands, Allahu Akbar. He said, Allahu Akbar. <laughs> some of the brothers, you see the hand, <laughs> he raised his hands, you don't know if he's looking at his watch or what. At any rate, many of us here, the first thing we should learn is the salah. We should check our salah. At any rate, let's continue, inshallah. He said, that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. Meaning, لا معبود حق إلا الله. Meaning that no one has, there's no deity who deserves, or you can say has the right to be worshipped. He is the one, Allah, that the worship of Him is true. In any and everything besides Allah, then the worship of that thing, it is false. Ta'ayyib. salata. And until they establish the salah. Ta'alamna ma'ana salah qablu. This question is for one of our beloved daughters, one of our beloved sisters. We learned the meaning of the prayer before. Qabal usbu'ain, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. We learned the meaning, the definition of the salah. Who can answer? Fadali? A specific word, mm. a specific action, that as one line uh, that begins with Allah Akbar and ends with Jibreel and with the intention of fulfilling his The salah is specific words and specific actions that are done in a specific time that begin with Allahu Akbar and end with assalamu alaikum with the intention of seeking closeness or nearness to Allah. Aksanti. May Allah bless you. And if they do that, a shahidu. Shahadu. Yashhadu. Shahidu. An la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah wa qamu salata wa ta'u zakata. Asamu minni. If they do that, what's the that? If they bear witness that none has the right to worship except Allah, and that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah, and establish the salah, and pay the zakat, then they have asamu, protected themselves from me. Qala minni amwalahum. From me, their blood and their wealth. A, meaning, Meaning, it is not allowed for me, meaning the Prophet, to fight against them. Why can't he fight against them now? What are they to him? Brothers. They are his brothers and sisters. Allahu Akbar. Do you know the definition of zakat? Zakat, that's a good question. Ma ta'alamtu ta'arifan lit zakat. I've never learned the meaning of zakat until That's a good question. Father? Uh, did the Prophet say, Sallallahu Alaihi people that wasn't living at his time are his brothers. Uh, sorry. And 
his companions. What's the difference? The difference is their manzila, is their level, their status. فَبَيَّنَ النَّبِيَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ أَنَّ أَصْحَابَهُ هُمْ هُمْ الَّذِينَ يَعِيشُونَ مَعَهُ وَهُمْ مِنْ أَصْحَابِهِ وَالَّذِينَ جَاءُوا بَعْدَهُمْ وَلَمْ يَلْقَوْهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ أَصْحَابِهِ Meaning, those who live with him, they see him, they met him, they are his companions. They're still his brothers, but being your companion is closer. You use the word companion for someone that's close to you. Those that came after him, that never met him, they're not his companions. So they, they don't have the same status as the companions. So I'll give you a definition of zakah. I can have them in me. But this is from me. So you have to say this is from me. So you can write it down and benefit if you wish. أن يتصدق به على من يستحقه. It is the wealth that is obligatory to be given upon those who deserve to receive it. هو المال الواجب الذي يتصدق به على من يستحقه. It is the money or the wealth that is obligatory. Some wealth is obligatory, some wealth is recommended. The zakah is obligatory. So the obligatory wealth that you give to those who uh, deserve it, or they are in need, those who deserve it will be better. Have them in need. That's for me. So the companions are always closer than your brothers. Right? You say, this one is my sahabi. This one here, that's my buddy. Right? Sahabi is always closer. It's my companion. This one is my brother. If you mean in the religion, then your companion is going to be closer. Right? If they're both from the Muslims, then the word sahabi. If you're talking about two Muslims, then the sahabi is going to be closer always. If one is a Muslim, one is not a Muslim, then the Muslim should be closer. You guys with me? Sometimes we befriend non-Muslims. Sometimes we befriend non-Muslims. That's not correct, unless you mean generally. It's not correct to have a close, close, close friend that's a non-Muslim. But to have a general friend that's a disbeliever, that's allowed. The religion doesn't prohibit that. But you can't take friends besides the Muslims, your non-Muslim friends. Besides the Muslims. That's not correct. That's not correct. But you should mix with the non-Muslims and give them da'wah, show them Islam, ikhwan. Sometimes we're playing ball and we make salah outside. Alhamdulillah. To show them, one time at the Meccan Park, we prayed, another brother came, another brother came, and some non-Muslims stopped there and watched the Muslims pray. MashaAllah. That's da'wah. They didn't bother the Muslims. They were watching. That's da'wah. The da'wah is in your speech and da'wah is also in your actions. Wallahualam. Ta'ayat. al hadith yu'allimuna annahu yajuz ibaham al-ma'loom. This hadith shows it's allowed to not mention the one that commanded. You can mention him in the majhul. 
You can say, I was commanded. That's also eloquent in Arabic, Yekhwa. Use that in the Arabic language. The fi'lun mudari' al-majhul. Aw al-madi lil-majhul. To use the present tense in the, they call it the, the unknown. But it's really known, they call it the unknown because the doer is not mentioned. If I say, مثلاً, هل صليتم? Have you guys prayed? So I'm mentioning you. هل صليتم? If I say, هل سليت الصلاه? Was the prayer established? Two different ways to say it. And the second way is more eloquent. If I say, هل الدرس, هل أنتم فهمتم درسه? Do you all understand the lesson? I'm mentioning you. There's another way we can say it. هل فهم الدرسه? Is the lesson understood? Two different ways to talk. Sometimes when you get married, say this a lot. You go home, don't say, hey, Habibati, my beloved, ta'aman. Did you cook food? Did you make something to eat? Don't always say that, yeah. Don't do that. I don't care where your wife is from, Africa, Saudi, Yemen, America. It doesn't matter. She's still a woman. Don't always say, hey, did you cook? Did you cook? Did you cook? Did you cook? One day she's gonna say, yes, that peanut butter and jelly is in the oven. <laughs> Don't get mad, Yekhwan. Say, Alhamdulillah, shukran. May Allah bless you. That's all we get tonight? Shukran. Alhamdulillah. You don't always have to have those big meals, Yekhwan. Alhamdulillah. Sometimes they make us fat. The more you eat, the more you sleep. It's not from Islam to eat a lot. And it's not from Islam to sleep a lot. And it's not from Islam to talk a lot. Sometimes the best example is for you to shut up. Why are you not talking? I don't got nothing good to say. That's down. Alhamdulillah. Sometimes you come home and say, Hey, did you make some food tonight? Change it this time. Hey, Salaiki, was food made? That's the majhul. Don't mention the door. Was food made? Now it's a more a light way of talking, for example. Always saying, you. Sometimes the women, they don't like. You, 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 you. They don't like that type of speech all the time. And we shouldn't have that speech all the time. Shouldn't say that. Sometimes we barely praise our women and mention the good that they do. Sometimes you say, hey, I haven't met nobody that can make rice like you. MashaAllah, may Allah bless you. Alhamdulillah. Whatever it is, you mention the good. The way you keep the house, may Allah honor you. The same way the women should not forget the men. We do good too. We might not do a lot of good. I take out that trash every two days. <laughs> It'd be nice to say, hey, shukran for taking out that trash, yaakhi. When that mouse run across the floor, who you, who got to catch him? Me. I don't get no praise for that. At any rate, the, women, the men, we have to humble ourselves and give praise to the women. And the women should humble themselves and give praise to the men. Everybody likes to hear something good, yaakhi. That's from our religion. And sometimes we forget that the Muslims is not only salah and fasting and seeking knowledge. No, sometimes you have to say, hey, may Allah bless you. For what? I just want to make dua for you. You'll be amazed, one. how the brothers' hearts are come closer together. Just by saying, hey, I just want to say, I love you for, for Allah's sake. Who's the last time you called the brother and said, hey, salamu alaikum. I don't want nothing, I just want to say, I just want to say, I love you for Allah's sake. Try it. He's never going to forget that. 
You call Shweb up, Shweb. How you doing, man? How's everything? You all right? Alhamdulillah. I just wanted to say I love you for Allah's sake. Have a good night. May Allah bless you. He's never going to forget that. You at the market? The sister called her sister friend. Hey, Bahja, they got to sell on milk. You, you, you need some milk? She said, sure, cry. Alhamdulillah. Most of the time she's going to say, I'm okay. I don't want no milk. But just that call, that brother and sisterhood call, you'll be amazing, akhwah. Ta'ib. Let's continue, inshallah ta'ala. Qala al-imam. Ta'ib. Man indahu shay an hadhi salah, an hadhi al-hadith. Who has anything to mention about this hadith, akhwah? Father Sheikh. Why is it not mentioned like because Ramadan and Hajj are not as important as a Salah and a Zakat. Usually when you look at those hadith that mention the Tarateeth, they mention in order. You always find fasting number three and Mada making Hajj after fasting. Or sometimes they are reversed. In some other hadith, it has fast uh, Hajj before fasting. Some of the narrations, they mention fasting and then Hajj. Some say Hajj, then fasting. It comes like that in Bukhari and Muslim sometimes. But you never find salah less. You never find fasting first. You never find hajj and then zakat. And then fasting and then salah. You never find it like that. You find ahammu bil aham. That's a principle. You find the most important, followed by the next most important, followed by the next most important. So the Messenger of Allah mentions as salah, most important, after aqidah. After you believe, the most important thing after your belief from actions is the prayer. The best thing you can do from your actions is pray. Is pray. When the Messenger of Allah wanted to show Allah that He was a grateful servant, what did He almost all the time do? Establish the salah. Establish the salah. Even his wife asked him, Ya Rasulullah, and the ta'alamu, and Allah ta'ala ghafra laka ma taqaddam min dhunubika ma ta'akhar. But he made it to salih hakada. Kama jamin hadith and al-Bukhari Muslim. His beloved wife, the Prophet used to pray in a manner nobody prayed like him, Yaqwa. He used to pray so long that his feet would blister and swell. Tatafattarat. His feet would swell and pus and blister. His feet. You brothers that work out, Myra, he does the pull-ups, mashallah. And then you see his hands. He has those don't touch me hands. You know, those rough hands. That's from the bar when you do the pull-ups. If you don't have no gloves, your hands, mashallah. At any rate, his feet would do that from how long he would stand. Nobody prays like the Messenger In Ramadan, we can't even pray an hour without somebody complaining. And we don't even recite how the Prophet used to recite. How did the Prophet recite? Let's complete that first hadith. He would stand so long 
His feet were swollen, blistered. You can imagine standing so long, your feet are pussing and blistering up from the length of his his qiyam, his standing. She would say, oh, Messenger of Allah, why do you pray like that? You don't have to pray like that. Why? You know Allah has forgiven you your sins. You know already. He would say, Shall I not be a grateful servant? So he's praying like this to be grateful to his Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala. From the best actions to do to show your gratefulness is to make the salah, to pray. We don't even pray how the Prophet used to pray. In America especially, even in the Muslim world nowadays, nobody prays how the Prophet used to pray, usually. Number one, al-waqt, the time. Most of us, and I'm not talking about no one, I'm talking about an action. Right? Whoever you know that does this, I'm not talking about them, I'm talking about what they do. You guys with me? In almost every message you name, let's talk about the haram. Let's talk about Yemen, except in most of the villages there. In Africa, except in some of the villages there. In Pakistan, except in some of those villages there. They pray the tarweeh right after Isha. Right after Isha. That's allowed, but that's not how the Prophet did it. What time did the Prophet pray his night prayer? The last third of the night. Nobody prays like that except the last ten maybe, the last eight, the last, like that. The Prophet prayed almost every night prayer the same time from the last third of the night. That's number one. Number two, qira'atan. How he recited. Can the Nabi alayhi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam idha bi ayatin tudkaru fiha al-jannah yatawaqqaf wa yad'u Allah ta'ala an yudkhilahu al-jannata fil aglabiyyah In the night prayer, when the Prophet passed by an ayat that mentions the jannah, he would stop, not the obligatory prayer, the night prayer. He would stop and he would say, Allahumma inya saluka al-jannah. Oh Allah, I ask you for the Jannah. وَإِذَا يَمُرُّ بِآيَةٍ تُذْكَرُ فِيهَا النَّارُ يَتَوَقَّفْ وَيَقُولُ اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنَ النَّارُ And if he passed by a verse that mentions the hellfire, he would stop again and say, Oh Allah, I ask that you protect me from the fire. That's a sunnah. Nobody does that, ikhwan. Nobody nowadays, except a few of the people who really hold on to the hadith of the Messenger, alayhi salatu salam. Sometimes you're going to be talked about you're going to be looked at weird. You're going to be... Eyes are going to be looked at you strange. Because you're trying to implement the sunnah of the Messenger. Don't care about the people. Nothing they can do can harm you. Except that it's written for whatever comes your way. If you're trying to be sincere, you do it being sincere. Don't do it showing off. No. Don't think you're better than someone else. No. You're doing it to please your Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Somebody had their hand up. Omar. Uh, nah, but, uh, did he used to make it for himself for the Lord he would, That's a good question. Did he say it in the, it sounds like as a, the hadith, he would say it in the mufradan, in the singular. In the singular. But he would raise his voice to show the people that he is doing that. And he would say, Allahumma inni, as it comes in the authentic hadith. Oh Allah, I ask you, for example. But if you say it in the, the, the plural, that's allowed also, inshallah ta'ala. The point is that you do it. You're praying the night prayer, inshallah ta'ala. 
You pass by the Jannah. Someone's going to say something. Someone's going to get offended. <coughs> yes. Don't care about that, ya ikhwan. Sometimes you have to do what? You may have to teach the people. You do something the Prophet of Allah did that's strange. When our minbar is different, ya ikhwan. Say we had an old-fashioned minbar. This one is, mashallah, it's new, it's nice. We have the, you know, it's beautiful, ya ikhwan. Say we have the traditional minbar. It's going to be three steps. And the brother leads the salah and he prays on the minbar. The people are going to talk, hey, that has to be a bid'ah. I've never, I've never, <laughs> you know, everything's a bid'ah to us. Everything's a bid'ah. And then after he does that, he say, I did this because the Messenger of Allah one day, he prayed on the minbar and he told the people, so musalati. I did this so you will know my prayer. Alhamdulillah. So you implement a sunnah. One day you come in, you wear your khufs. Alhamdulillah. One day you come in, you have a kufi. One day you come in, you have an, a, a scarf. One day you come, alhamdulillah. And then you may have to teach the people. You teach the people. So that they, first they're gonna be confused. They're not gonna know my first time seeing that. I never saw that before. No problem. And then you teach them. The hadith is collected by such and such and such and such. It happens also, yeah. There's the benefit of seeking knowledge. Not to show off, nobody's better than nobody because we're trying to learn our religion, no. We're trying to convey the sunnah of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. That's it, yeah. Tawadhi, Shaykh. This is a bit off topic, but I had a question about the du'a uh, in Tarawih. The du'a in Tarawih? Yeah. Uh. The end of it, the wutu prayer? Naam. Is it sunnah to like raise your hands when you're making the du'a? Is it sunnah to raise your hands in that du'a? That's a good question. Allah A'alam, do you raise your hands here? I know you say it. And then the last time you say it, the Prophet Ala uh, Sota, he will raise his voice that last time with it. But do you raise your hands here? We will have to check. Allah Alam. I don't know a proof to say you raise your hands here. The Messenger alayhi salatu salam yaqwan lam yarafa aidiyahu kathiran. Fi adi'iyati wa fi ghayriha. The issue of raising the hands, talking about the sunnah. You don't find that the Prophet raised his hands a lot when he was making dua. You don't really find that. In the Jana'is, there are many companions that used to raise their hands in the Jana'is of Salah. In the Eid, many companions raise their hands in the Eid. But you don't find them saying the Prophet. Those hadith are called what? Mawquf. Meaning, it stops at them. Those, those dhikr on the Eid, when you say Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, there are many adi'iyah here. There are many du'a you can say here. None of them go back to the Messenger. Those campaign, Ibn Mas'ud, Ibn Abbas, Anas, those are what they used to say. For whatever reason, for whatever reason, they didn't say, I heard the Prophet say. So these hadith are called what? Mawquf. So you have a lot of Mawquf narrations. In the Eid, for those sisters and brothers who raise their hands, and they say, Allahu Akbar, the first one is a sunnah. Be jami'i salawat, in every salah. On the Eid, the sister, she says, Allahu Akbar, the first one. That's a sunnah. The second one, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, to the end. And she raised her hands, everyone. If she's truthful, she can't give you a hadith to the Messenger of Allah for that. She can say, Ibn Umar did that. She can say, Ibn Mas'ud did that. Yes. But they don't say the Prophet did. So many of the hadith scholars, they say it's better that you don't raise your hands. I don't raise my hands. Why? But there's no hadith to do so. However, our Shaykh, he raised his hands. 
He follows what Ibn Umar did. No problem. What he's doing is allowed. The one who doesn't raise their hands is better. We're commanded to follow the Prophet. Right? Let's continue. Inshallah, let's start a new hadith. Inshallah ta'ala. Is there anything remaining of this hadith that we can benefit from? Inshallah ta'ala. Tafadali. Correct. There's nothing to say is a bid'ah. We're not saying it's a bid'ah. Ah, Our sister's saying, if it doesn't go back to the Prophet, can we say that's a bid'ah? The answer will be no. Remember the bid'ah, I want you to memorize this definition, ikhwan. El bid'ahatu amurun muhdath. The bid'ah will be something new. Number one. Or you can say, la asla lahu. Something that has no foundation. But since the companions are doing it, they're not a proof, but it's showing that it has some origin here. Because how could a few companions do it? The issue is that you can't say, even if you have five companions doing it, you still can't say it's a sunnah. Because there's a hadith called mawquf. And you can't say the mawquf is marufu' unless you have some proof. But you wouldn't, you wouldn't say it's a bid'ah because it has a foundation. You would just not say it's not a sunnah of the Prophet. You can say it's a sunnah of Ibn Umar. Mithal an akhar, another example. Kana Abdullah ibn Umar, بعد في وقت الحج يأخذ لحيته والذي يخرج من هنا من شعره كان يقصره هذا ليس من النبي هذا من ابن عمر another example there are a few يخوان ابن عمر had a nice full beard mashallah at the hajj time he would grab his beard and whatever came forth from the bottom he would trim it that's not the messenger عليه الصلاة والسلام that's Ibn Umar would do that. You can't say, since Ibn Umar did it, it shows it's allowed to do. You can't do that. That's one companion. Now, if all of the companions did it, that's consensus of the companions. That's different. But all the companions didn't do that. And the Prophet mentioned the hadith, leave your beard. Leave it. So it's better not to trim your beard at all. That's better. Some differ upon your face and your cheekbones and your neck area there. They differ there. But the beard itself, you should leave it. But Ibn Umar, what he understood was, it's allowed if the beard comes from this, this length to trim it. You can't say the Prophet of Allah. You can say Ibn Umar. Another example is what Uthman used to do. Uthman in his time, the Muslims became numerous. And for whatever reason, they were busy around Jumu'ah time, buying and trading. That's like us at the mall. You have a Kansas mall? Missouri mall? What's the malls here you have? Oak Park Mall. So right before Jumu'ah, we gathered together at Oak Park. For whatever reason. Sometimes buying and trading, you forget the time. So he would send someone to the mall to call there then. That's not Jumu'ah. He's letting them know it's about to be time to pray Jumu'ah. Not like some of the Pakistanis do now, or the Ahnaf, some of them they do. When they call one of them, 
Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. He sits down, four minutes, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And then you ask them, they say, Uthman did this, Uthman. You say, la la ya abadan, Uthman ma hakada. You say, Uthman didn't do it that way. He sent someone to the, to the store, go to Walmart, and call their van there, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And let the Muslims know, hey, it's almost time to pray. That's what Uthman did. If you're going to do it the way he did it, do it the way he did it. But no one can say that's the son of the Prophet. Right? So, the sister, what she's saying there, it's a good, uh, good understanding there. May Allah bless her. However, you wouldn't say that's a bid'ah because it does have a also. It has a foundation. However, you can't say it's a son of the Messenger. And there are many examples like that. Yeah. That sometimes the companions would do something that may not be the way the Prophet did it or for whatever reason, they never mentioned the Prophet. Because they got those dua from somewhere. However, they never said the Prophet said. So we can't say the Prophet said. Or we can't say the Prophet did unless those narrations reach us. One brother said, is it allowed to close your eyes in the Salah? You say, Allah I don't know, no narration where the companions mention where the eyes of the Prophet of Allah, did they close? So some things they didn't mention in the prayer. Allah Let's try our new hadith, ya ikhwan. Hadith number nine. So our hadith is going to be the first ten hadith instead of the first eight hadith. Make it a little more difficult on you brothers, inshallah. I'll say it, you'll say it. I'll say it, you'll say it. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى. Some books may have عن أبي هريرة عبد الرحمن ابن صخر. عن أبي هريرة عبد الرحمن ابن صخر رضي الله تعالى عنه. رضي الله تعالى عنه. Some books may have without تعالى رضي الله عنه. رضي الله عنه. قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوه وما أمرتكم به فأتوا منه ما استطعتم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرة مسائلهم كثرة مسائلهم واختلافهم واختلافهم على أنبيائهم على أنبيائهم رواه البخاري ومسلم رواه البخاري ومسلم So in our ninth hadith Imam Anawi he mentions on the authority of Abi Huraira who is Abdurrahman ibn Sakhar طيب فائدة benefit العلماء يختلفون باسمه The scholars they differ over his name Some scholars say his name is Abdurrahman Some scholars say his name is Abdullah Some scholars say his name is Abdul Shams They differ regarding his name Anoui says that they differ over his name in over 30 possibilities of what his name is. Abu Huraira. Bukhari and Nawawi, they agree in their opinions, his name is Abdurrahman ibn Sakhar. May Allah be pleased with him. Adosi. Adosi, I sent. From Al Yemen. MashaAllah. 
that he said, I heard the Messenger of Allah say, may the peace and salutation of Allah be upon him. In some narrations, it comes reversed. Some narrations, it says, the second part first and the first part second. I believe Bukhari and Muslim differed in that regard. So he says, Whatever I prohibit you from, then stay away from it. And whatever I command you with, then do it to the best of your ability. For verily, the reason that those that came before you, that they were destroyed, were because they asked a lot of questions. And because they differed, with their prophets. Collective Al-Bukhari wa Muslim Rahimahumallahu Ta'ala May Allah Ta'ala have mercy upon both of them, ya ikhwan. Hadha al-Hadith, huwa ladhi yuhfadhu. So this is our Hadith that is memorized. Ah, shukran ya akhi. And it's time for our adhan. So we'll stop there, inshallah Ta'ala. And may Allah bless you all, ya ikhwan. وسبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت استغفر وأتوب إليك يا لا بلاش يا أخوان يا سلام فضيشي